are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to a Wednesday Locked On NBA show. I'm one of your Wednesday co-hosts. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics with the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake. What a uh, night in the NBA here. We're going to talk about the Hawks just decimating the Milwaukee Bucks 110-88, but we're going to have to push that off to the second segment, Jake, because the big story here is that Giannis Antetokounmpo went down with a knee injury, and not only that, for the Hawks, you know, already missing Trey Young, Clint Capella goes down with an elbow to the face that I really didn't like. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app. Join me, join Jake this week uh, at our own various times. Follow us on on the app to get into the action. Uh, injuries, too big of a story, Jake, in 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 this playoffs here. I'm going to just read you a, a tweet from Tommy Beer on Twitter. If Giannis is unable to play in game five, only one of the 15 players named to the first, second, and third team All-NBA this season will still be alive in the playoffs and have appeared in each of his team's games this postseason, and that's Paul George. Um, what a If Giannis can't go, obviously devastating to the Milwaukee Bucks, but just brutal to watch. Yeah, that injury looked so scary when it happened. If you haven't seen it, like don't just don't go and watch. He very clearly oh, hyper extended his left knee and it like bent the wrong way. It was it, it was awful to see. He went down in a heap of pain, grabbing his knee. You could actually, if you were reading lips, see him like swearing when he was down on the court. So it looked pretty serious right off the bat. I guess the silver lining, if we're looking at it, is once he got to the tunnel, he was able to walk under his own power and actually looked okay there. But obviously they're gonna probably do an MRI. By the time you're listening to this listener, dear listener here, you know, they've probably done that already. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll find out more of what it was, but look, it kind of, he was already struggling in this game, right? And we'll get into that more in the next segment, but to see that injury happen, it just kind of mars this win. The Hawks did a really good job stepping up in the absence of Trey Young. You know, I've seen the one of all of the all-stars who have missed at least one game, and Trey Young's not on that list. If Giannis misses, he's either 9 or 10 in the postseason to have missed at least one game. Uh, Trey wasn't an all-star, but he missed this game due to injury. It's just, you're seeing it throughout this whole postseason, and it's always at the end of every season, right? Like a healthy team kind of goes pretty far, and that really is kind of the big equalizer. But like, it's like doubly so, or more so this year, that that is like the truthful thing. Yeah, it, it. I see a lot of people online, kind of just throwing their hands up in the air and saying, like, you know what? I can't. I can't do this anymore. And it's the the NBA playoffs have been generally fun. The basketball has really generally fun. been good, and we've been treated to the ascension to the next level of many guys. You know, we obviously. Devin Booker's taking a step forward, and, and those guys, Trey Young's taking a step forward. We see uh, other other players kind of raising their profile, and and the next the next stars of the league are are really starting to ascend into their place. However, the current stars of the league should still be out there, and I don't need to have LeBron in the playoffs for it to be a good playoffs. But I would like to see of the teams who are participating. 
their best players be on the floor. The whole point of an NBA playoffs or any playoffs is let's see which team is the best. We've played they, – they put this season on to to get through it and crown a champion and all of that stuff. I'd love to see who this the, the, this champion is. I'd love to see these teams at their best. I, I, I keep going back to my, my underlying anger at the NBA for doing this this way this season, for putting players' health at risk. And the Giannis thing, that, that could be unavoidable because sometimes guys just roll into your knee. But it's just another injury, and, and we just keep getting these injuries over and over and over again. And I, I still have a feeling like even though it's a freak injury, fatigue and stuff like that do kind of take their toll on your body and it fights oh, yeah. your body doesn't have the ability to bounce back from this kind of stuff. No, that, that's that's kind of the biggest thing, right? I remember when DeMarcus Cousins went down for the Pelicans, you know, he was going on it was just kind of like a fluke injury, a big basketball play, he was making a hustle play, but that guy had been playing more minutes than he ever had in his career and we'll never know the degree to which that played a factor in that injury just happening at that exact period of time. And you've got to wonder about that with the playoffs here, right? Like that's part of it. You know, you play a lot of minutes in a condensed schedule. It, it, it's fatigue. Your body's not recovering like it should. So you're 100% right on this. And look, they're going to have to deal with some of this, these teams in the conference finals next year too, since the season's starting at its normal time, you know, we're, we're almost in July here, right? Like this is something that will have a bit of a ripple effect towards next season. That's a scary prospect to have, you know, you want to just go out and see these guys be the best. As you said, I want to be able to talk about what the Hawks did to, claw back into this and and get this win instead of having to lead off with injuries and i'm sure the nba doesn't want us leaving leading off with injuries they want the story to be on the game and maybe you know the player movement drama too they love that but certainly not this but it, it is this is why we just chose to lead off with it because it's such a big topic that is not just ending when these playoffs are done this is going to go into next year too it absolutely is and look not only does it affect the quality of the playoffs and player health it affects careers it affects guys coaching careers guy guys get fired guys end up leaving because you know they have frustrations um I'm, I'm just looking at my situation in boston over here where i think the the type of season that this was took a toll on brad stevens and and you know danny Ainge retires and now brad stevens changes jobs and great that opened up a, a position for Ime udoka which is great but Good hire, at the same by the time way. thank you i think <laughs> i say thank you like i meant that <laughs> like i made the hire uh, I think it's a, a, a really good hire. Uh, but also like it, it does, it just changed. It changes the course of careers. Okay. Sometimes it's for, for in good spots like this, but a lot of times it's not, uh, you know, we're seeing it in Utah with the shakeup in Utah. We're seeing it. Um, obviously Dallas has had its issues. So the injuries are, are, are very clearly just it's just too much and i think we're at a a breaking point and then you get something like clint capella happen in garbage time like why was he even on the floor but i don't even like i, I didn't like the elbow that he took uh i didn't even know who it was it was completely inadvertent but that wasn't on his nose and and what i don't like about it is the where it hit on his face that screams orbital bone injury to me i hope 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 that i'm wrong but it hit him on the side of the face. And when he was walking off, he was holding that towel on the side of his face. And I don't know if that was just because he was, if he was cut or if there's just the pain was there 
And but if it's an orbital injury, that that changes the dynamic again. We might be looking, Jake, at a, a series that ends with no Trey Young on the floor for Atlanta, no Clint Capella on the floor for Atlanta, no Giannis on the floor for Milwaukee. I mean, who's who's out there? You know, is Chris Middleton going to be the guy? Is he going to be the one that takes over? Chris Middleton versus, you know, Kevin Herter. So before we get to that point, what the hell was Bud doing playing Drew Holiday over thirty-eight minutes in this one and Middleton over thirty-six? Like, I, did you not know. just see what? Ha- like, Bud's been so bad in this series. Uh, but for a coach who notoriously doesn't play his guys enough in playoff exactly. games. After that injury, it was it, they were down by as many as twenty five in this one. I, I don't. Know, that's that's probably where we should end this segment. Otherwise, I'm going to just be like they should fire him into the sun right now. <laughs> I don't get that one at all. Yeah. Well, we can continue this because we haven't even talked about the game yet. And there's there's a game here. This series looked like it could have been in Milwaukee's grasp. Now it's tied at two, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that game next. First, let me tell the people about Spotify Green Room. Green Room is uh, that the uh, first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app's free to download. Once you're in, you talk to me, you talk to Jake, you talk to whomever's up there running the sh- running the show. It's like sports talk radio. It's it's almost like you're calling in. You ask to be on stage. We call you up. We have a conversation. It's fun. So, Jake, when do you do your Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central? So later today, come talk draft. Come talk about who, who the hell the Pelicans are going to hire as their next head coach. Yeah, yeah. Head coach talk over there. Head coach talk with me on the uh, Locked On Celtics green room, generally on Friday afternoons. So come on in. You'll find fans just like you in green room. You can do watch parties, post-game breakdowns. You can watch the games together. Uh, you have a chance to chat with us. You can get into the chat room. Join us both this week. Download green room. Now available across all platforms. Be sure to create your profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Jake is at Nola Jake on Green Room. I'm at John Corrales. You get notified when our rooms go live. So we'll see you there. Green Room is changing the way we talk about sports. Today on the Road to the Finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. And lots of Michelob Ultras going down in Atlanta after the Hawks beat, just pummel, pummel the Milwaukee Bucks 110-88. And Jake, what I saw at the beginning of this game in the first half was a lazy Bucks team. I thought this was a very stereotypical team that came out and was not interested. They basically said, "Hey, no Trey, we got this," and they rolled out there, strutting out there like they thought they were going to roll on over Atlanta. Bad fouls, bad shot selection, bad energy, bad turnovers, and then they gave Atlanta life. Atlanta hit a few open shots early, and then they just got all the confidence in the world. They just kept on rolling. And Milwaukee, I thought Milwaukee, I texted you at yeah. halftime. I thought, I thought Milwaukee could come back and win this game by 15, but then the Giannis injury happened and it all went down the toilet. They, they just came out thinking that they they owned the place and they ended up stinking the place up. Yeah, they, they were unprepared. Like I, I, I don't want to rag too, mo- uh, too much on Coach Bud, but 
what are they doing here, right? Like, how do you come out that flat looking disinterested in the game? You know, no Trey Young. All you had to do was come in and play like you thought he was going to be in there, and you would have just probably rolled, I thought. You know, it took some kind of Herculean performances from some of the role players on the Hawks here to get this victory. But the, the bigger story is not what the Hawks did. It's how the Bucks looked. Just uninterested, didn't care whatsoever, didn't really want to do this. And as you said, just... They got smacked in the face and had no answer to that. And for a team that's been so good for so long, I am so confused by what we saw from them. You know, you had Drew Holiday struggle in this game, right? He can be hit or miss. I've seen that firsthand. But Middleton wasn't his normal self. Like, man, I don't know. Like, they were just an odd <laughs> team in this one. But they do this. They are an odd. They're an odd team in general. Um, and and look. I, I think a lot of this, like Giannis wasn't aggressive enough early on. Like th this is one of those games you like, you, there are not many games you can blame on Giannis and Tenegupo, but this one early on, I think as the leader, and they were talking about this on the game at, at halftime is a hundred percent true. You're the guy, you're the MVP, you, you know, or the former MVP. You're, you're the guy out there that that is leading them. You're the one who's going to take, take charge here and, and come out in the first five minutes and dunk all over Atlanta and just crush Set their the thoughts tone, right, right away. A hundred percent, man. Not. You got to go out there. <laughs> this is, it, it, it really is in a situation like that. You have a rallying feeling like, okay, Trey's down. We got this. There's juice. There's the first five to 10 minutes uh, of, of play here in, in any game like this, where the opposing team can come out and feel it's like feel feel good about itself. They they can play harder. They're more focused. They they the teamwork is there. The ball movement is there. That happens more often than we can count. And yet Milwaukee went out there and let it happen, and didn't do anything to make them pay. Giannis didn't go and attack. Um, Giannis was was kind of passive. He took that three pointer. He took an early three-pointer, and as soon as he took that early three-pointer, you kind of tell, "All right, this is how it's going to go." Because, and, and the rest of the, the rest of the Bucks followed the, his lead. They were jacking three-pointers. They put up, they put thirty-nine three-pointers up. I think they had twenty-three in the first half, settling for for threes and and not doing the things that they needed to do to take Atlanta out. I hate to I hate to make it a reductive thing here. But no, that so, is sometimes is, we is don't have to overthink it, right? Like I've 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 tried to kind of explain this to my listeners a lot. Sometimes, like star players don't play well, the team's probably going to lose for the most part. Like it sometimes is really simple, and we don't actually need to uh, consider a smart basketball analysis here. When sometimes it's really just kind of like that. Giannis wasn't aggressive enough. He didn't miss a shot inside the restricted area. Take more than what he did. It was only about half of his shots. And I wonder if it was just in his head going to the free throw line. It was pretty funny, I'll admit, the Atlanta uh, fans counting down from <laughs> 10 or counting up and everything. And he airballed the free throws from that. And he just seemed mentally shook in this game. And I wonder if that kind of impacted him trying to go inside and he didn't want to get fouled and didn't want to go to the line because he's worried about missing those free throws. And that is a thing that happens to a lot of players. But... He didn't set the tone, and they just kind of fell apart 
from that. And if you're not going to get a strong game from Middleton, if Drew Holiday's not going to step up in the absence of Giannis, like I, I, but before the injury happened, I wondered if Giannis was hurt and there was some injury they weren't disclosed to us. That's how off he looked. But when Drew Holiday goes six of 17, so did Chris Middleton. Like they were combined two of 14 from three. Good luck. No matter who you're playing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, on the other side, you have to give the Atlanta Hawks the credit for doing the things that they needed to do. Uh, I thought they did a great job. You know that Giannis is going to go in there. He's going to drive. He's going to get his body onto you. Then he's going to spin to the left. And as soon as he put his body on on guys and he started that spin, he had people there ready to, to try to strip the ball away. So defensively focused Atlanta Hawks. And, and I will say that a, a lot of times when it's a situation like this, a team that's the lesser talent, just putting in the effort and making those plays is going to beat the team that's lazy but has the better talent. And then you you add to that great kind of unexpected performances. Like Cam Reddish was just all over the place, especially early on. Uh, Lou Williams, who you know has, has a knack for doing this kind of stuff, but he's like 85 years old, but still going out there carrying – the uh, carrying the Atlanta Hawks and Draymond Green had a tweet before the game saying, don't get lazy Milwaukee because Lou Williams can go out there and win you a game. That's exactly what happened. It's almost like Draymond Green. Something basketball. like that. He was seven of nine, two of three from deep for uh, 21 points on the night. How weird does that trade between the Clippers and Hawks look that sent Rondo to Los Angeles and Lou Williams and second round picks to Atlanta when Rondo doesn't play the other night? And Lou Williams comes out and does I, this. I, I it's it, mind blowing because I kind of I understood the trade. I liked it. I thought it made perfect sense. And here we are. Like who who knew that like playoff Rondo was was going to retire <laughs> last season, and that Lou Williams just continues to look like he shouldn't retire, uh, even even though he might have a little bit earlier this season. It, it's and it's funny because Lou. And early on was like, I don't know if I want to go to Atlanta because Atlanta at that point was struggling. And then things change in a hurry. Things change in a hurry in the NBA. Uh, you know, you get Chris Dunn out there playing, playing some early minutes. You, you know, it, it's and he, was great. Kongu, he was great. I want, I'm glad you mentioned it, him. Like his minutes, he didn't play much, played about 15, but just quality, quality minutes from those guys, right? You, you said it. Sometimes the the team that wants it a little bit more than the team that doesn't, even if they're less talented, it's not like this is an untalented Hawks team, right? Sometimes that's enough to really kind of propel you to the victory. Bogdanovich with 20 points. Capella was great with 15. Kevin Horder, 15 points. Like All of those guys just kind of stepped up and knew they had to give their all in this game. And you didn't really see the same from the Bucks, as you said. They kind of settled, and I didn't think this Hawks team did. There you go. There you go. And and you you add a little spice, a little bit of a hot shooting and and things things get going. Uh also, get a shout out to to Bogdan Bogdanovich who has been struggling with that injury of his, but he came through 6 of 14, 6 of 14 from 3. He was he was on fire. Uh that, look, this is just very simple. It's a very simple thing. But now here's a missed opportunity. And, and you can argue that if they had come out and played the way they're supposed to, then the circumstances change and the third quarter is a little bit different and maybe Giannis doesn't get hurt just because of the flow of the game in this different timeline in the universe. But if they had gone out 
and taking care of business in the first half, and Giannis still gets hurt when he gets hurt, you can still carry that through and have a 3-1 lead and have some pad now. And and maybe you could go out there and and feel okay about Giannis sitting a game. Whatever, we don't know what that injury is. And I'm still I'm still waiting to see if there's there's well, word seen, on so that. So they injury. can definitely beat this Atlanta team without Giannis. They like when I I firmly believe that. I think they can handle this team without Giannis. But not if they put in the performances like they put in tonight. No. No. No, right. And so but you know to to go into you know go to go back home three you know up three one, you ride that home crowd. Maybe you put this thing away, and then you see what happens out west. Maybe you have a little bit of a, a rest period for Giannis. It's just, it's just missed missed opportunities all the way around. It, once again, and I'll I'll, I'll cap it with this because we're both feeling the same thing. Once again, just horribly disappointed with the Milwaukee Bucks. They do not make anything easy at all. <laughs> I want to root for them. They are just so unlikable as a basketball team. They have very likable guys like Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all those just great guys, like players, people that I, I like. But as a team, they just they don't inspire anything. It's like it's like, oh God, guys, come on, please, just once. Give me a complete game once. You know, they won that other game, the, the game the other night by 40, and, and that's what it's gonna take. You have to beat these guys by 40 or else it, it's it's like vomit inducing. Um, all right, we'll leave it at that. We'll preview we'll preview that that uh, Clippers and Suns game when we return. But first, Built Bar. Jake, what's your Give favorite Built Bar mint now? Brownie, please. Mint, it's like mint chocolate chip ice cream in bar form. That's healthy. That's that's actually pretty <laughs> good, actually. Uh, I, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to move over towards the salted caramel, which is uh, I, I just I like I like that combination. Uh, we're talking about flavors here that don't make sense being healthy, but damn it, they are healthy. They're awesome. Uh, you're generally going to get something in the 130 to 180 calorie range in a bar with somewhere around four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of no carbs, and that's pretty damn good for a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you go over there, you're going to see all the flavors that they have generally. And then you'll, you know, I'm just, I'm on builtbar.com right now as I'm reading. And hey, they've got Built Boost on sale for $9.99. You don't know what other stuff they're going to be throwing in there. They've got German chocolate cake as a limited time flavor. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off. Builtbar.com, LOCK15 promo code for 15% off the best tasting protein bar on the market. And then take that money that you save and throw it down on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to place all your place a bet on sports, uh, including the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup Finals, WNBA, all of that stuff. Use promo code Locked On there. You're going to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So sign up on your laptop, your mobile device, create a free account. You'll get all new, all the sporting news out there, sign up bonuses, contest information. Again, promo code locked on for 50% off, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesday night, Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers. Game six 
in Los Angeles. Uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one here because uh, the Clippers still without Kawhi Leonard, but somehow without Kawhi Leonard, we talked about this last week, Jake. You know, we're like, ah, you know, if they go back and they don't have Kawhi for a while, it feels like it's a wrap. And Paul George is like, nope, <laughs> it does not feel like it's a wrap. You guys are Play, playoff P is back. Look, that was a pretty great performance from him the other night to really, you know, kind of almost will that Clippers team to victory. And if he throws more of the actual playoff P out there in this game, it could be tough for the Suns who seem like this series is slipping away from them a little bit. I kind of hated what we saw from them in game five. Like as big of a fan as I am of Monty Williams, I was really confused by them kind of playing so slow and almost being unprepared for some of the Clippers zone and defensive switches that they threw out there that really seemed to kind of get that in their heads and get them out of their offense and doing everything that they wanted to do. Like they should be running up and down the court against this depleted team against the Clippers. You'd think, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, but you know, Chris Paul, tends to play a little slower and 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 so the talk now has been Chris Paul coming back and almost like the the Suns have deferred to him a little too much and it's kind of weird because so he misses a few games and they're doing all of these these fun things all of these you know their their offense is flying a little bit it's a little unpredictable and then he comes back and it's everybody's like oh thank god you're back and give him a big hug okay come here we're, we're, we didn't really like doing that. You do what you got to do. Uh, really, the key here for this game, though, tonight, it's not even about the the up and down because I, I think Chris Paul, even when he slows things down, can control things. When he does that, they have to make sure that they get DeAndre Ayton involved here because if there's still no Evita Zubac uh, to go along with no Kawhi Leonard and they go out there and they go small, Aiton has to be able to punish that. And there's this, this, this um, connection between how the Clippers ended up dismissing the Utah Jazz and now them having to go small against the, um, the Phoenix Suns and, and this whole feeling of, well, Aiton's, been, Aiton's not going to be what um, Rudy Gobert was and Rudy Gobert as, as defensive player of the year and all of that stuff still had his limitations, uh, trying to guard the paint, trying to rotate out. He's just, that's not the kind of player he is. Aiton is more of that. And even if Aiton isn't more of that or enough of that, he can do enough on the offensive end that negates that advantage, yeah. right? Like the, the, the reason why Gobert is so devastating, you know, why, why he can be played off the floor is you can't turn around and be like, well, yeah, fine, go small against. Gobert, we're just going to go give it to Gobert down here and he's going to punish your small lineup. Where Aiton can, if they use him the way they should be using him. And if he plays with that same energy that yeah, he's So it's, it's a couple of things from that, right? Like they've got to get him way more involved in the pick and roll than he was in the last game. And they've got to actively look for him. And it didn't seem like they really were. And part of that, I think, goes back to what I was saying earlier, where the Clippers really were trying to get very switchy on the Suns. And it seemed like the Suns thought, whoever had the ball, that they had a mismatch there and tried to kind of exploit that and take advantage of it and play a little bit more isolation style basketball instead of playing as a team it's you know they were basically going one-on-one -on -one there instead of using all of the guys out there on the court so you're not looking for Aiton in this you're trying to take advantage of what you think is a mismatch except it's not because the Clippers 
have a lot of switchability, right? Like there's a lot of positional versatility with some of the guys that they have. And so I think it led to the Suns kind of getting taken out of their offensive game. That's why they weren't looking for Aiton. And that's what I meant about maybe the, the Suns not being as prepared, maybe Monty not having coached them up as much as he has throughout the playoffs in this series. And if they can kind of rectify some of that, I still feel pretty good about them, right? You know, the Clippers, it, it's taking heroic performances from Paul George right now to kind of keep them in this. You know, he, he's shown it. He's having a bit of a heater right now, but we've also seen what he's capable of doing in their times. It's not that. And so what, what Paul George are we going to get? But even if you do get heroic Paul George here, if the Suns just kind of play their game and do their thing, they should win. And it's also going to come down to the health of Cameron Payne, right? You mentioned how those first two games, they were kind of unpredictable. Dude was just like relentlessly attacking during that. And since that injury, he hasn't looked the same. He only played like 13 minutes the other night. You know, he's kind of limited. It, it takes a dimension, I think, away from them. That, I think, hurts them too. So this also might come down to his health and availability for the game. Yep. Yep. I mean, that, that's another injury yeah. that, that kind of changes things. Um, look, just looking at this last game, uh, yeah, Paul George, Paul George is going to do what he's going to do. I, I don't know if he's going to drop another 41. So I, I, I do feel good about the, the Suns being able to, to win this. Um, but they, they have to make the Clippers pay for some of these matchups that they're putting out on the floor. You cannot get outplayed by DeMarcus Cousins. You just, yeah, you just, you just can't. Um, Reggie Jackson is having a, a type of playoff run that I, I can't even begin to process. Like I have no idea where the hell this is coming from. I, I saw somebody had a tweet out there. I wish I could give this person credit. It's not mine, but he said, uh, Reggie Jackson is finally playing like Reggie Jackson thinks he <laughs> As, as Reggie Jackson thinks he is, so like that's like that is you know, th that's something that's going to hurt you, um, and and they can't let Patrick Beverly get under their skin the way he has been, and that's exactly what he is. He's what like he a tick. He his job is to get under your skin, but it's it's those other guys. The Suns just have to go out there and play their game. Chris Paul has to control the game. And just keep it all calm. Don't go crazy when Paul George is hitting shots. Just don't let these other guys kill you. Because the the Suns ended up losing that game by, what, 14? And DeMarcus Cousins puts up 15. So that's that's a place where you can point to and say that that is an easy place where we, we lost that matchup. And DeAndre Ayton had 10 points and was a minus 22. Like that's a matchup that you should completely be flipped. Yeah. Plus some. It, it, it probably so, comes down to the Suns needing to shorten their rotation to a degree. When I was watching that game, it felt like they were playing like one or two too many guys. Part of it, I think, has to do with the campaign injury, but they played basically 10 guys in that game. And that seems a little bit too much because then you get your depth kind of tested. And that's probably what allows DeMarcus Cousins to pop in and kind of go off against some of those second unit guys. All right, locked on Bucks, locked on Hawks, locked on Suns, locked on Clippers for your reviews and previews of this game that we just watched and the game we're going to watch on this Wednesday night. On Wednesdays, we are your regular co-hosts. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Red's Army. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. 
hey, our draft coverage is going to be something else here on the network starting July 19th. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysts like the GOAT of all time NBA Mock Draft Chad Ford. Brian Scalabrini, former Celtic, current Celtics color guy, general manager, former general manager Ryan McDonough, uh, our lockdown local experts, including Jake, not me because the Celtics traded out of the first round, but it's going to be a regular first round. Uh, players, t- uh, our, our guys will make their selections, trades, and it's going to go all week. So search Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all of the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.